You're listening to the Centre Church Podcast. We hope you enjoy this message recorded live from our Burgess Hill campus. This morning, um, one of the first attributes that we're looking at is this attribute enlarging. You'll notice over each of the weeks, it's going to start with the letter E. And that Chris in his infinite wisdom and creativity has come up with E words for every element of the vision and our, our heart attributes as a church. And so that's really, really exciting to have, learn all these E words. Are you excited? Yes. Yes, I see the excitement in your eyes. Enlarging, enlarging is what we're looking at. And so to look at this, this particular, our passage that we're anchored in today is going to be Romans chapter 10. Verses 11 to 15. It says this. It says, As the scripture says, Anyone who trusts in him will never be put to shame. For there is no difference between Jew and Gentile. The same Lord is Lord of all, and richly blesses all who call on him. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. How then can they call on the one who they have not believed in? And how can they believe in the one whom they've not heard? And how can they hear without someone preaching to them? And how can they preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. The very first passage, the first bit we looked at. Anyone who trusts in him will never be put to shame. Everyone who calls in the name of the Lord will be saved. God's salvation plan is for all people. For Jew, for the Gentile, for male, for female, for black, for white, for young, for old. Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Anyone who trusts in Him will not be put to shame. Everyone and anyone includes everybody. Includes you and includes me, but it also includes everyone outside the four walls of this building. Everyone. This is the good news of God's grace. It is through faith in the work of Jesus Christ that we want to find salvation from sin and death. What are they saved from? What are we saved from? We're saved from the enslaving nature of sin. God has this good news that when Jesus died upon the cross, we just sang it, that, that sin and death couldn't hold him back. But he broke through, he rose up again and he conquered it. And when we enter into this faith relationship with Him, we we find salvation. But we also enter into a new relationship with God the Father. At this moment when we say, you know what, I'm going to put my trust, I'm going to call upon you, Lord. At that point of surrender and trust, we receive at that moment an encounter with God that never ends. We all of a sudden, uh, something changes in us. Because we're now, what was once dead in us becomes alive because now the Holy Spirit is in us. And we are now in a relationship with the Father. And we enter at this point into His kingdom. And all His promises and resources are for you. His healing, His forgiveness, His freedom, His peace, His unconditional love, His, the, the sense of contentment, a new life. The list can go on and on. All that God has for offer, on offer in His kingdom suddenly is at your disposal when you say, Lord Jesus, I need you to be Lord of my life. And you call upon the name of the Lord. Anyone and everyone who does that will be saved, but also enters into this bigger package of salvation. This is the great news. This is the good news that we hear when we read about the Scripture. All this is available to everyone who believes. 
However, the church, and us as the church, this great news. Is it good news? No, is it good news? Yes, it's fantastic news. Anyone who knows this news to be true for themselves knows that this is great news. The challenge we have is it has to go beyond us. It is to be reaching every man, woman, boy or girl on this planet. The good news is not just for us to know this, this secret that changed our life, but actually the person that lives beside us, they're living and they're struggling and they're challenged by life, and yet we keep this good news that can change everything to ourselves. People can only call upon the name of Jesus if they've heard about Him. And this in Romans 10, 14 presents the problem of, of not believing because they never heard. People can only respond to the good news if they've, they've first received it. And yes, God can work by His power. We, we read the story of, of Saul on the road to um, Damascus and he had this encounter with God and Jesus revealed Himself. And you know what? God has the power to do that to any person on the planet. Just reveal Himself. But He chooses to send us as His ambassadors. He chooses you to be the missionary, the, to be the missionary, the sent out one, the apostle, representing his kingdom. Yes, he could do it himself, but he's chosen us to be his body to do it. We are his hands and feet extended into this world. And yes, even in that, God still has a sovereignty. He can still move in places that we can't move. But we have this responsibility as a church to take the good news wherever we go. And this is where it comes in, the picture of this, this great news comes into us. The vision of this church, can I just tell you, is to make Jesus famous. Amen. The vision of the church is to make Him famous. Both locally and globally. To actively be enlarging the kingdom of God as we proclaim the good news. By what we do and what we say. To make Him famous, not by just proclaiming something. But by doing something, by, by demonstrating this is who Jesus is, this is what true love is, this is what compassion is all about in, in our actions, in our attitudes, in our engagement with the community, our engagement with places beyond our community. We, our passion needs to be as a church to make Him famous outside the walls of this church. Yes. It's important that we glorify Him, that we sing about Him, that we worship Him. Yes, all of that's great. But He calls us to go beyond this and to make Him famous in our workplace. Make Him famous in our neighborhoods. Make Him famous in other, other places that God would call us to. The church cannot exist for its own benefit, but must be offering the lifeline of hope to those who are lost around us. When you think of the story with the Titanic, when it crashed, and there was a lot of boats that were not full, because it didn't offer the lifeline to the people who were drowning. And it's amazing. Yes, there wasn't enough lifeboats for everyone. But still, people, there was lifeboats that weren't full. Can I just tell you that God has a plan for each person. That everyone who calls the name of the Lord will be saved. But we have the, the lifeboat. We have the, the saving grace. We have the, the message that needs to go out. And so to answer this call starts with a, with a few different, different thoughts. A few different strategies. And the very first one is going. And how can they hear without someone preaching to them? And then how beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news? I want you to look at your feet right now. Okay? Are they beautiful? Do you have beautiful feet? 
That might be up for discussion if you ask your neighbor. But nonetheless, you have beautiful feet when you are bringing the good news. Bringing the good news. This whole understanding of bringing. What does it mean to bring? It means you're going from where you are at to somewhere else. If you're bringing the good news, if you're bringing lunch to someone, you are bringing it into their environment, aren't you? You're crossing a threshold of where you are to where they are. And to bring the good news and to have those beautiful feet means we've journeyed to where they're at. And as a church, this is our challenge. Often we're waiting for people to journey to where we're at. And we'll tell them the good news once we get here. They've already traveled the distance and now once they're in our four walls, we'll tell them the good news. But actually, God said, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring the good news. Yeah. means we go from where we are and we journey to where they are. Yeah. Wherever that may be. Whatever the context may be. Jesus was a great example of this in his life. He, he journeyed to, to where people were at. He hung out with tax collectors and sinners. He, he met the woman at the well. He, he, he was where the people were at. And I think this is a challenge as we look to our, the vision of the church, we look to where we're going. If the challenge is for us to not just be content with what we do inside the walls of this church, but us to be envisioning, God, what can we be doing outside the church? How can Burgess Hill, how can we bring the good news to Burgess Hill and Hassocks and Hayward Chief and the surrounding communities? How can we bring the good news into Brighton? Outside the church, it's bringing it into their environment. Speaking through words. The deeds that we do, but also through our proclamation. is showing this love and compassion and engaging the community with a voice that they can understand. We don't have, I don't have at this moment all the answers to what that looks like in the coming year. But that's one thing that we're going to be praying into. One thing we're going to be believing for. That God would stretch us in this. Alpha is great. It's a great opportunity to invite people in. But there's also this element of us bringing the good news to where they're at. And I, I pray that through collectively, God would speak to our hearts as to what that looks like for you and for me. What does it look like for me to bring the good news into our environment? We have good news, but we need to find ways to share it. But then on the global side of things, also, as the church moves forward, we're also going to be involved with, with missions and, and we're going to be going. And I've shared already that the first week of September, we're going to Albania. We're going to, we're going to bring the good news into Albania to play people in, into situations that uh, we don't maybe fully understand, but we're going to go to where they're at to reach people who have never heard the name of Jesus. Why? Because God has called us to do it. To go into all the world and make disciples. It's, it's part of our mandate. And so I want to be praying, I want to be encouraging to be praying about being part of that. As a church, I pray that we would be a going church. Doing, being engaged outside of the church. God might have something for you to share with someone else that isn't even in this part of the universe or in the planet, should I say. <laughs> We're going to Mars next. No. It's being a church that goes and engages where people are at. And I know, even as we've looked in Brighton, and it's a challenge when we look at the LGBT community and we look at the, the diverse kind of areas that are around the church of how we engage to, to be where they're at. But I believe God, we need to keep pressing that. 
and in, in the Burgess Hill and this surrounding kind of Mid-Sussex area, what, how do we speak the language of Mid-Sussex? What, what are the things that we need to be doing so that we find a voice in this community? Again, some of you have lived here your whole life. What is the language of this community? How do we speak it as a church? What do we need to be engaged with so that we can share this good news? You know, on the other side, of the people find your feet beautiful because they don't know that they need to hear this good news, but they're just struggling. And I don't know about you, but when, when good news comes, it's, it's, a great, it's a great relief when you know that all that you've been working hard and, and, and finding no success and you, you feel trapped and you feel hurt and you feel all of these things that are, are being oppressive in your life and someone says, you know, there's a way out. <clears throat> and it's through Jesus. You know, that's good news for someone who's never heard but needs it. And I pray that God would open our eyes and, and Jesus says that our eyes would be open to see the harvest that's, that's white, that's ready to be harvested. Burgess Hill and Mid-Sussex is white and ready to be harvested. But you and I are the harvesters. We're the ones that need to go out and share. And so on the one side, it's, it's going. It's to be a going church. But it's also the sending part of it. How can we preach unless they are sent? I believe the church needs to be a launching pad where people go out from us. And again, this whole understanding of local mission. God has called us to mission globally, but He's called us to local mission. He's called us to missions locally. And my prayer that through the church, we would launch more ministries that would be sending people out into the community. Yeah. Again, probably a great example of this time to talk, something that's been spawned out of the church. But it's engaged with the community. In a sense, it's, it's running peripheral to the, to the church, yet very much the church. Right now, reaching, I think, 40 to 50 uh, <coughs> older people, plus 40 to 50 volunteers. Each person hears the gospel message. We're in their homes. We've got connection. But they're, they're, very few of them have come to church yet. But we are where they're at. Those who are isolated and vulnerable. Again, I think of things like Cap Job Club is about to start, and it's 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 finding it's it's going out again to the place where there's need. People who are unemployed, feeling there's no hope. You know what? We, we're coming not only just with help finding a job, but we're coming with the the message that God has a plan. God believes in them and has a purpose and a, a future for them. But there's so many other things that can happen, and I I, I just challenge you as as believers. As this is, for those of you who this is your home church, to really be praying, God, what can we do? What are the needs around me? How, how can I engage? And let's look at starting new ministries that goes to them. We have run lots of things inside the church, which is great. Lots of things where people are coming to us. But we need to also change that so we're sending people out to where they're at. And so there's a sense of local mission, sending people, starting new ministries. But on the global side of things, is also be ascending church. My greatest prayer is that we would be a church that sends out missionaries. That they, that they feel trained and they feel ready and prepared through us. And they go and send and are sent by us. But not just sent and forgotten, but sent and partnered with us. And they extend the kingdom of God where they go. Being ascending church goes beyond just sending money. But it goes into a partnership together with them. One of the things that 
you felt the conviction of them. The church has supported missions. This church is, was, again, birthed out of mission 40 years ago, almost 40 years ago. Um, and over the years, he supported lots of missionaries. And even in this last season, it's continued to support missionaries, which is fantastic. But one of the things we're making a change of in how we support missions, up to this point, missions funding has just come out of the general account. And for most people, you have maybe no idea who we're even supporting. And we want to change that. Because I believe it's a partnership. We're joining and we're sending them. We're, we're, we're part of what they're doing. And so part of that transition that we're, we're making is from this next month is and the support of missions is going to come from us, not just out of the general. Because we, we, I, I believe when you get to something, there's a, you're tuned into it. When it comes out the back door of the church's finance, you, you're not always aware. And I pray that even as we, that part of the, the envelope of pledging is believing God, oh, I want to support missions, but Lord, may I be tuned in. I, I want to be part of it. And so as we support it, our missions fund is, is not just the global missions, but it's also the local missions. So we support IBTI as a mission, and John and Eliana as, as local missionaries, as Emily as a local missionary with time to talk. But then we also support Georgiana in Sierra Leone, we support Robin Hillary in um, Zimbabwe, and we support Giuseppe, who we saw a few weeks ago in the Philippines. These are all people that we support. But our, our prayer is that as a church that we don't just send money and forget about them, but we journey with them. We're, we're a sending church. And sending means there's something here which they can stand upon. <coughs> we're praying for them, we're believing them, we're knowing what their needs are, and we're supporting them every aspect of the way. We're also going to be partnering with local pastors in Albania, and that's one of the, we're going to be sending a team in September, but we're also going to be believing to support them as a church. They're a church planting church. Uh, they're in the midst of a second church plant. They have no support coming in at the moment. They are really praying by faith that God would meet all their needs. And uh, we're going to be showing in a couple of weeks that they were planning to come here, just to kind of give you a side note. They were planning to be here in May to join us as we've been sharing the vision. I was sharing with them last, I spoke with them yesterday, and uh, really struggling with the UK visa. Um, they just really bogged down and really our window of opportunity is just not going to happen. And so what we're going to do is we're still going to present them, share, they're gonna, we're going to have a video with them sharing, and hopefully the end of the year we're going to have them come. Um, we're going to go to them before they end up coming to us, but I, I didn't want to just kind of leave it until September for us as a church to engage with what's going on there. So again, let's kind of watch this space. And so God has called us to go, God has called us to, to, to be ascending church. But the third aspect is also a church that establishes community in other areas. A local church in the community is a lighthouse. And uh, this church is a lighthouse to this community, isn't it? And in Brighton, the, the, the church, the campus there is, is a lighthouse into that environment and, and needs to be making change into its, its world. But there are areas around us here that this church campus and the campus of Brighton cannot affect yet. And what is the prayer, what is the vision, is that actually we would be planting out more campuses from this place and from Brighton. And this is the challenge because again, I think that the, the concept can easily be we want to make this just bigger and bigger and bigger. But actually we're impacting one area. God calls us to go and to bring change. And so there's, there's this, this plan that God has been stirring in my heart to be planting more campuses. 
And I want to stir you and kind of grow your faith because this isn't it. Yeah. Okay? This isn't it. We're going to believe to reach this area. And this campus and bright campus cannot reach the whole area for Christ. I'm sorry. It's not possible. But if we plant a lighthouse in another community, in another area, that has a possibility of reaching that immediate area around it. Like we can't. And so part of the, the journey that we're going to be going on is to begin praying and looking at God. Where would you have us be? Where, what is it going to look like? What's the timeline? We're going to start envisioning that Centric Church is, is beyond just Brighton and, and, and Burgess Hill. But we're going to bring change to this, this area. However far God calls us to go. Yeah. More details will surface in the coming months. But I'll, I'll, I'm just sparking the thought. It's always a stretch to follow him by faith. And uh, God calls us to not just stay where we are. He calls us to journey with him. He's a light into our path as we keep moving forward. He doesn't need a light if we stand still. But we need his life, we need his, his direction as we look to the future as to what God has for us. <coughs> Just to bring it to a close, if God has called you to be part of this church, then you have a part to play in the journey that God has called us to. We're a, we're a church that God has called to enlarge his kingdom. We have not, we're not here to just exist for a nice time together on a Sunday morning. This is it. This isn't it. This is bonus. This is a celebration time together. But this is not the whole point of the church. The point of the church is for us to, to go out, to be sending, to, to be proclaiming beyond us. And, and this is, this, as we look at the, the five different heart attributes of the church, this has to be one of our first ones. That we would be an outgoing church. And you have a part to play this because we're a body. And actually in order for us to do it, the whole body has to function together. We all have a part to play in how the church moves beyond where it is now in reaching out. Maybe it's through prayer support. Maybe it's through, through supporting with your own time. Maybe it's just pure engagement with, with what's going on. Maybe it's envisioning new things. All of these things we have a part to play. I remember when Emily sat down with me and started to share with me that what she God had put in her heart for, for a time to talk. And, you know, God had birthed something in her. It seemed impossible financially. It seemed impossible on lots of different fronts. And yet we said, okay, this is obviously your idea. It's a God idea. Let's just believe for it. Let's start taking steps of faith. And, you know, things don't just happen. It happens only when we start to move and activate what God has put in our hearts to do. And again, collectively as a body, we have tremendous strength. Between Brighton and, and Burgess Hill, there's this tremendous strength and a vibrancy for us to do bright things for His kingdom as we pull together and, and journey together and believe for the impossible. Yeah. 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 But it starts for all of us from this position of surrender again to His will. Isaiah was, was caught up in the heavenlies or had a heavenly vision. And there was this discussion in the heavens of who will go for us, who will proclaim this message. And Isaiah has this kind of profound statement we see very different than Moses when, when God was saying the same thing as who will go. Moses says, not I. <laughs> but Isaiah said, you know what? Hear my Lord, send me. I, I, I'm, I'm available to be used for your plans and purposes. Send me. 
My prayer is that this church would be known for its beautiful feet. When people think of Center Church, they might not use that terminology. Probably not. <laughs> Probably not. But we would be known spiritually for our beautiful feet. This would be a church with such amazingly beautiful feet. That the community would know our beautiful feet. That surrounding communities, communities we haven't touched yet, would know our beautiful feet. Because we've chosen to bring the good news to them. You know what? These are exciting days. These, these are days that God is, is moving in us as a church. And I tell you what, we need to keep journeying forward. I'm excited in my heart about what is to come. But I know nothing in the future will happen unless we start from this position of surrendering again. Your will be done. Your kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. God, I surrender it all to you again today. Have your way in my life. I want to be part of the team. I want to, to go where you call me to go. Just as we close in this, this thought process, I think in, in every week as we, we look at this and unpackage it, I, I believe there's an element of us responding to it saying, can I buy into this? Can I be a part of this journey? And, and do I see the vision of going out? Do I see the vision of sending? Do I see the vision of enlarging the God's kingdom for His glory? And really, I guess, the, the best response that we can make is saying, God, here am I. Here am I. I'm available. I know we've said it in the past, God isn't looking for your ability. He's looking for your availability. He's looking for you just to say, God, I take, I, I, I give you what I've got. Here am I. And just as we respond to this, if that is your prayer today, and really only if that's your prayer, I want you to stand with me as we give a, 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 a prayer of surrender afresh to God. That He would work through our lives. And that we would see great things happen as we do so. So, at this moment, if, if that's you, Thank you for listening to this week's podcast at Centre Church. One church, passionately loving God and people, in Burgess Hill and Brighton. To get the latest news, or for any other information, check out our website at www.centrechurch.uk.